1: Free record on my count. 7,
2: 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, roll A, fade up on A.
3: Southern Miss, to the, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
4: All right, welcome everybody to the Super Talk Eagle Hour, opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Course Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, we've got a lot to get to today, so we're going to get straight to it. Bombshell news out of Southern Miss. Uh, about an hour and a half ago when the university announces that Beloved baseball coach Scott Berry, the winningest uh, coach in Southern Miss baseball history, announced that he will be retiring from coaching following the end of this season. Jeremy McLean, of course, is the athletics director at Southern Miss. He was very gracious uh, in joining us here on The Last Minute as he's traveling uh, to some spring conference uh, meetings, I believe. Jeremy, can you uh, let our listeners know, uh, to the degree that you can, how this all came about and your reaction to the news?
2: Yeah, happy to. Appreciate you guys having me on. And, and uh, you know, obviously big news uh, for us as a department, as a baseball program. And, and it's, uh, you know, what I'll say is that <clears throat> it was not a, not a decision. Um, you know, it's a discussion Scott and I have been having for uh, a couple years, actually. And, um, you know... Uh, to make that decision, it's it been very thoughtful on his part. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of bittersweet. I'm, you know, we work in a very tough industry and coaching at this level and, and, and having the level of success that he has had is it's very difficult to do. And so for him to be able to make that decision and, and go out when he wants to go out on his terms the way he wants to, I'm, I'm very thankful for that for him. Uh, but we're also obviously going to miss him uh, dearly and uh, selfishly I love working with him every day and uh, we're gonna miss we're going miss um, you know getting to do that yeah
4: I know you're traveling and we missed just a little of what you said but I but I think what I heard you say is this was not something that just came up in the last day or two last couple of days it's something you and he have been discussing for some time
2: that's right really uh, over the past couple of years you know I' have, Talked about this day and and you know getting to a place where he felt comfortable, um, not only with the decision but with with letting everyone know. And so, uh, so yeah, it's been a it's been a conversation that we've had for quite some time.
4: Uh, you're you're a baseball guy. You're an All America baseball player yourself. Uh, put in perspective uh, the degree of success and class that Scott Berry has brought to this baseball program, Jeremy.
2: Yeah, hard to really. Put it into words. I'll be honest with you. It's, um, they, they don't make them like Scott. He is—he's a special guy. And I, I told him today. You know, as we talked through some things that uh, as we visited with the team. myself, he would it be very hard pressed to find someone in the athletics world, in the baseball world, that would have anything negative to say about Scott Berry. And I think that says a lot. I think he, uh, the people who, who, you know, if you've been around him, people who spent time with him, um, it's very easy to recognize and understand how genuine he is and and how he treats people around him. And I think what people will remember most about Scott as a coach, as accomplishments for sure, but I think the fact that, that the way he treated people and the way he went about his business is what will stay with people forever.
4: No, no question. Real quickly, uh, what was the team's reaction?
2: I, it was all good, all good. Uh, you know, I, I know those guys I feel the same way I do, uh, and uh, they 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 care deeply about him, and, and uh, uh, I think I'm, I'm sure excited to see him uh, go out the way he wants to, but but are going to miss him
1: the logical next question Jeremy uh, and it has to be asked uh, for journalistic for journalistic um, integrity is where what now i mean i know you still have a season to play yes. uh but the the logical question would be is, is is there a successor already on board or give us the timeline and where do you go from here as an administrator
2: yeah certainly uh, fair question understand why it has to be asked i'll tell you this we like I said, this has been a conversation that's been going on for a while. So this didn't sneak up on us in any way, um, and so you know we have a plan of action. And uh, when the time is right, we'll discuss what that is. And uh, but for this week, certainly, and for now, I want the focus to be on Coach Barry and his accomplishments, and getting an opportunity to celebrate him
0: this weekend.
4: No question. Luke, get in here with Jeremy.
0: Uh, Jeremy four head coaches for the last 64 years Um, you're a Mississippi baseball player you played college baseball in the state it just seems as if Scott, you know, Scott was the the next guy in line to uh, the the solidity of this baseball program, men like him other men like him that are where we are today, first place in the Sunbelt Conference
2: Yeah, I mean from a program standpoint, to have that level of consistency, first of all it's, it's just unbelievable, and then if you look in at what Scott has done during his 14 year run, uh, especially over the last 10 years, I mean, it's, we've been one of the most consistent programs in the country. And, and I don't, that's not uh, overstating it at all. And, and uh, you know, and so, so he's had an impact on this program. He inherited a really, really, uh, a really, really good baseball program, a great baseball program, and has found a way to continue to elevate the expectations, the accountability, um, and, and, and just what's, you know, what the program stands for. I think he's found a way to continue to elevate that, and uh, you, know, you can't say enough about what that means for our program and for our university.
0: Specifically, you, you mentioned how you want this week and this weekend to be about uh, Scott. Is there anything that's going to take place this weekend? Or I know we'll recognize our seniors. Will there be anything like that as well to, for to allow? Yeah. The, if we so, don't host, you know, this will be the last time they see him in the Pete.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I think we all felt like announcing it this week and giving people an opportunity to celebrate Scott was important. Um, and so... Friday night will be Scott Barry night, Um, and if you know Scott Barry, he probably hates that more than anyone. (laughs) Um, Just the fact that he's not a spotlight guy. We all love him, but he's not a spotlight guy, and I respect that. So uh, we'll have some some festivities uh, prior to the game on Friday, and that that game starts at six pm. So if you want to see that, be there you know five thirty or soon or sooner, and uh, we'll have some you know just the recognition of him. It will not be lengthy because we've got games to play, obviously. uh, But we will definitely recognize him on Friday night. And then after the season, we'll have a a full-blown retirement party, retirement reception where everyone can come and congratulate him and spend some time with him, and we can do that the right way. All
4: right, Jeremy, you still with us? You're kind of cutting in and out. Uh, uh, Jeremy, uh, to switch gears just a second, uh, about two minutes left. Can you tell us uh, at this point of the season as the, as the athletics director, are you engaged in any conversation about potential hosting of the NCAA regional? What is the process, Jeremy, that occurs at this point of the year?
2: Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, to answer your question, there's a lot of conversation. Um, but, but really, what has to happen is we've, we've been on the host opportunity, which we've done that and, and are prepared to host uh, just like we were last year. Um, you know, and then it comes down to although know, there's some conversations that are have. There's a there's a balance between um, and you know, and, and also respecting the make sure we do that the right way. But um, there are definitely conversations that take place and, and uh, you know, we're we're doing all we can to make sure that we we shine the Light on our accomplishments and, and you know what we've done and, and our validity as as a potential host site.
1: How much of a heads up do you get, uh, Jeremy, when they when they do give you the green light? How much headlight uh, head heads up do you get before? Five days. <laughs> Not much.
2: <laughs> we, we don't know. We don't know. Well, really four days? We don't know until the selection show happens. And wow. uh, you know, they're like any committee. They're pretty serious about keeping that close to the best, and uh, of course, the decision is not made until, until, you know, right before the selection show or 24 hours before. And so, uh, so yeah, we're prepared and sitting on go, and uh, but we don't we don't get a lot of heads up.
4: All right, Jeremy, I want to thank you very much. Last minute, you're all, you're always so accessible to us, and you agree to come on at the last minute when you're traveling. Very grateful to you for that. We're going to be, as we talk, off air in Montgomery next week, and uh, we look forward to having you on the Eagle Hour next week uh, out at the Sunbelt Tournament.
2: Yeah,
1: appreciate you guys. Thanks for having
4: me. All right, Jeremy McLean, everybody. Traveling to New Orleans, that was the result of uh, the interference you saw.
1: Yeah, Will Hall is also down at the conference meetings uh, going on as well. As, as we mentioned, media days have already been scheduled for football fans. Yeah. Can you believe that? In July, that'll be here before you know it.
4: We'll have lots more to talk about with Scott Berry in the days to come, and uh, he'll be back on the show. And, uh, you know, so we've we've got plenty of time to digest and discuss this.
1: Tanner Hall's been having a great season on the mound for the Eagles. William Carey University's got a kid that's been pitching the ball pretty well. In fact, threw a three-hitter last night. And we're happy to have Andrew Shearer on the show next.
4: Stay with us, everybody.
3: Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
4: All right. Very grateful to uh, Jeremy McLean uh, for joining us while he's traveling and uh, did that on short notice. Uh, we have a great athletics director at Southern Miss, and uh, appreciate Jeremy always has time for the Eagle Hour. This hey segment, Bob. Yes, Bob. Real quick,
0: just to clarify. So, so Jeremy said that keep everybody in mind. It is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series this weekend because of the conference tournament so it is game two friday night that they will do something right before the game for coach barry jeremy mentioned you want to be there you know 5 30 or so it won't be something big or drawn out but an opportunity for everybody to honor coach barry there we go all right
4: this segment sponsored by campus bookmark dot net on hardy street Uh, you can shop them seven days a week and uh, you can always uh, go inside and tell miss kathleen we said hello also, we want to thank uh, Janakin, King, the King of Clean, for sponsoring the Eagle Hour. For over 35 years, they've been cleaning places of work, education, medicine, eateries, stadiums, and worship. They can do the same for you. You can go to JanetKingCleans.com. Hey, we're very excited to have our next guest on the show. William Carey University is playing the NAIA Regional uh, Opening Tournament here, so a national tournament here in Hattiesburg. We think that's very important the guys didn't get started till like ten o'clock last night, but when they did, this young man Andrew Shira was in charge. He throws a three hitter and uh, shuts out the opponent. Uh, the uh, Crusaders win seven to nothing, and Andrew clearly that uh, long delay had zero effect on you.
3: Oh no, sir! The only thing is, just you're antsy the whole day because you're supposed to pitch around five o'clock and you just keep getting pushed back. But the weight never bothered me.
1: Hey Andrew, when you get out there on the on the mound. You know th- there comes a time when you know it's your night i mean how how long you guys were playing the University of houston uh victoria how How long did it take you to figure out it was gonna be your night or that you that you were gonna shove last night
3: uh I would say the second batter because the first batter was about a four pitch walk and then after that second batter came up and uh I had a my velo was up last night and everything felt like it was clicking as soon as I got to that second batter. So from that on, that point on, I was on.
1: And of course, then confidence comes into play. So after that, so then your confidence picked up uh, as well. And and your your mates spotted you some runs early on too. Talk about pitching with a lead and what that does to you, your approach.
3: Oh, I mean that's one thing I've had the luxury of this whole year with our squad. You know, we're hitting over three fifty as a team. These guys can come and swing it, and it seems like every single game I have an early lead. And what that does for me, it allows me to attack hitters. Uh, I always try to be in good counts, and they my job really is to make it, the other team earn everything, and for us to them. So.
1: Well, they didn't earn anything. Wow. <laughs>
4: so, Andrew, do, do I take from your comment that you walked the first batter that ticked you off, and you took it out on the second batter? Is that what? Oh,
3: hundred. Oh, I can't stand walking guys. It's <laughs> one of my, I hate it. Gun scores. <laughs>
1: Now, Andrew Shira, you're a sophomore at William Carey, but you're a native of Mobile. You grew up not far from the Mobile Rams, who are in the same league with William Carey. So how did you wind up a Crusader and not a Ram?
3: Uh, I would say more just the coaching staff over here at Carey, I felt like had a better plan for me coming in. where they saw me as a, as a starter and told me I'd come in and compete for the job, where Mobile didn't know if I'd be a reliever or starter for them. And I always want to compete. I want to go as far as I can. With innings pitch And uh, when once William Carey told me they had that vision for me, I was all in.
0: Get in here, Luke, with Andrew. Andrew, first complete game um, of the year. You had uh, a few others back in in March. You had an eight-win um, game against Stillman. And then uh, about a month ago against Loyola, uh, did you have to talk anybody in last night? You had 127 pitches. You had to convince them to let you go back out in the ninth and finish it.
3: Oh, it's one of those games where I told coach he's not taking the ball from me. He's gonna to have to rip it. Uh he whenever I'm out there, I'm trying to go as long as possible and the coaches know that. And uh whenever the eighth inning is a quick eighth inning, I told him I'm coming back out and we hadn't gone to anybody to the 10 yet, so they let me take it, thank goodness.
0: You know, you, you talk about we talk about pitch counts. One, you know, one twenty-seven. That, that's that's up there. But I mean, just for our listeners to understand, it just helps all of us know from from the time you know that you probably get warm. How many pitches do you throw in the pen leading up to the first inning?
3: I uh, I throw until I I feel every single pitch, and I feel like I know where they're going. So sometimes it can be a quick 15, 20 pitches. Sometimes yeah, I'll run it towards the forty mark. Not going a hundred percent, of course, but where. I feel like I have control of every pitch. So after the game, with one of us included, you're probably throwing over 200 pitches. That's
1: wow, crazy. That's so crazy. Andrew, Andrew, you guys are you know conceivably you guys keep going, you're pushing 50 wins, 50 wins as a team this year. I would imagine you guys, if this isn't the best carry team ever, it would certainly be up there. Um, does this team have a weakness? Is there any part of this team that might concern you about? Potentially not winning an Addy?
3: Man, I, I wouldn't say we have a weakness. I would just say our offense is our strength. So, like, we're going to go put up seven plus runs every game. I think we average towards 10 or 11. Like, the leagues just swing the crap out of the bat. And as long as our pitching stays dialed in, there's no reason for us to keep going. Pitching's going to win games. Pitching's the most important thing in baseball. So, as long as we throw it
0: well, I know we're going to swing it.
1: Now, Bob Getty, have we ever had a guest on this show use the word crap? Uh, in, in a sentence i like other than no you? but they <laughs> have
0: they have heard quite a lot from you over the years center they may not have heard the actual word but yes, yes you, heard a lot. you smell it when you know it yeah don't let <laughs> yeah. them worry
4: don't let them worry andrew you're cool with us we, we're good <laughs> yeah. we're good with that all right so what's you guys playing here in just a few minutes uh what's the mindset of the Kerry crusaders
3: oh you know we're coming in every game thinking that there's no shot for the other team we're I wouldn't say we're cocky, but we know we're good. And uh, we don't fear anybody. We're coming here looking to take care of business. We know this team loves to run. I think they're top five in the nation in stolen bases. So the goal is just to not get them on the bases, and we won't have a
4: problem. So –
1: that's the mindset headed in. I'm really glad we don't have any self-esteem issues with you, Andrew. <laughs> yeah.
4: You gotta develop a little confidence in yourself, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: that would uh
4: hey, I think that would be good. You
1: go out there and pitch a seven to nothing three hit shutout, Bob. You can you, you can you walk out swagger, of yeah. Hey, we want to yeah. thank you for coming on, Andrew.
4: We're big fans of William Carey. We were really happy to uh hear you guys got off to such a great start last night and you did such a great job and uh we hope to uh, we hope to be covering you guys when you're in the World Series. Yes, sir. Thank y'all for having me on. All right, Andrew Shire, everybody, starting pitcher last night for William Carey. What a, what a cool kid, man! I like that guy.
1: Give him the ball, right? Give Andrew the
4: ball, and just don't worry about anything. You like that, Luke? That's what I call confidence.
0: I was just trying to uh, to imagine somebody telling Corky Palmer that you're gonna have to rip the ball out of my hand. <laughs>
4: All right, so William Carey uh, set to play here very soon. They're going to be playing
1: the University of Houston. No, no, they, they beat University they beat of Houston them last night. I'm sorry, they yeah. playing Ave Maria out of Ave Florida. Ave Maria. Oh, geez. I just lost with whatever <laughs> listeners we had left. We just. The moment- I meant to say earlier,
0: you know it when you smell it. I got my my thoughts there mixed, Kelly. There but yeah, go. that I, I couldn't believe you actually asked that question. Well, he said they swing the out of the bats
4: yeah, yeah you know yeah. all right we got about two and a half minutes left guys we'll we'll go around the horn here i'll, I'll start by saying that uh you know I, i'd be lying if i said i wasn't a little sad when i heard that news today I, I feel very fortunate to have developed a i think a friendship with scott over the past uh nine years that we've done this show and i'm a huge huge i, I just admire him so much only not only as a coach, but but as a person, but I but I would say this: if this is what he wants, and uh, he wants to move forward with his life, God bless him, and I hope him nothing but the best.
1: But and I agree with you, Bob. But I, at the same time, I don't think any of us, and I don't want to speak for you or Luke, but but I am not surprised. I, I'm not surprised. Well, the
4: three of us have kind of talked about this all year long. We we both is it fair to say, Luke? We we we've both just kind of gotten little hints and. Some of our time around him and talking to him that this could maybe be his last year.
0: One thing about Scott Berry is he cares more about the program than he does himself. And when you know, we'll we'll get into who's next, and I think all of us know who's next. I think we know who's next. But if if it's a time where you feel personally you can step away and you have. The people in place to to continue the success. It, it's a, the perfect time for transition. For for me, I was able to see Coach Barry as a fan, but I was also able to see him as a student athlete because he was he was on staff with Coach Palmer when I played football. Right. and and the friendship that he and I share now, where was back in those days as a student athlete, where he supported all the sports. He was always for for every Golden Eagle. We've seen that with him, you know, now as a head coach. But I will say it is the end of an error at the same time to, to what I said to Jeremy. you know we 've had four coaches in the last sixty four years i 'll just make this statement, i don 't think it's it 's a hot take at all it, They will they now not only this is the end of an era, but there will be a continuation of an error there's no question because about that. the whoever comes next. Um, Scott has teed it up perfectly um, for for them to uh, to continue the success of Southern Miss baseball.
1: And and there were a lot of there were a lot of things, and you know maybe next segment we can unpack this a little bit further. But there were a lot of things that that probably you know led up to to this decision. There's no question. Yeah. Um, but but you know and, I mean, I think what Coach Barry 33 years in the yes. state system, and and, and,
4: and this is certainly nothing official. Nothing. I want to emphasize right. that from the school. But the next coach will be
1: Christian Ostrander, Can the three of us agree on that? I I would think all things would would lead to that, would point to that.
0: Here's the bigger question. Um, What's Scott going to do with all this time? Oh, never mind. There's hunting and fishing in the state Uh, of Mississippi. He's going to enjoy a lot of that.
4: Well, and uh, Hill Denson told me this morning he'll be joining him at the lake
1: house a lot more now that he's retired. There will be a shortage of gizzards pretty soon. (laughs) It fills around. (laughs) We'll be back.
3: Miss to the top.
4: All right, don't forget you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in, and everybody but Kelly could just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and uh, she'll do that. That doesn't happen around Kelly much, but he's grown accustomed to it. Fourth Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the show, and uh, Kelly and I agree, agree on this. We like the food at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Luke's been known to knock a few plates of catfish down himself <laughs> uh, down at Forest Street, and always have the big game on the TV. Great guys. Look,
0: when y'all when y'all see me, the next time y'all see me in person, y'all gonna you're be slim. Thinking I, He's kind of yeah, slim. Yeah, ju- you're gonna be bringing me all kinds of fried. Kind
4: slim. So next week out in uh, Montgomery, you're not gonna be partaking in the media food. I guess is that what I'm hearing?
0: Uh, maybe one day. <laughs> you gotta have a cheat day. You have to.
4: All right, our next guest, I'm happy to say, has become a baseball buddy uh, to me. And uh, we've sat together now for a couple of years. Uh, Dr. James Hutto, the former superintendent of schools in the great uh, Great school district of Pedal, and an avid longtime Golden Eagles supporter. And, uh, James, I'm, I'm glad to have you on our radio show. Thank you for coming on today.
5: Well, it's a great honor for me to be with you and Kelly and Luke. I really appreciate being here.
4: Kelly, too?
1: Kelly, too. Yeah. Just get okay. on with the interview, Bob. We'll okay. In. <laughs> All right.
4: We've got several things to talk to you about. But uh, in, in my getting to know you over the last couple of years, I know that you and your wife, uh, Alan, are huge basketball fans. And you said something the other day that really sparked my interest. You guys are working uh, with Coach Ladner to bring back an old basketball tradition. You want to tell us about that?
5: Yeah, sure. We, uh, my wife and I met in Brookhaven, actually, and we both lived there. And our first date, we went to uh, Southern Miss, Old Miss football game in Jackson. And about halfway to Jackson from Brookhaven, I realized I left the tickets at home, so we had to go back and get them. And she married me anyway. I don't know
4: what she was. She was thinking. very impressed that first day. Yeah, I can tell.
5: probably so. But but she's because she she never. She does not have a. Degree. She's a registered nurse, but she doesn't have a degree from from U.S.M. But she's an avid fan. Years ago, when uh, in Brookhaven and uh, Macomb had really strong Eagle clubs, and we, uh, a group of us from Brookhaven and Macomb, we were seated in the uh, bleacher section right close to the uh, U.S.M. bench. We started tradition with a dunk corner, and uh, we would bring uh, these Ds, these laminated Ds, and every time there was a dunk, we hung one. We all wore little pins that said dunk corner on them, and uh, and uh, we're not doing this currently, but after the game was over, we would count up the dunks, and everybody would put up a certain amount of money. That money went to Coach Turk. For his, uh, at his discretion, so we're bringing that back. My wife also makes the laminated threes and passes them out at the game, so uh, we will make a three pointer. But yeah, we, we're we're all in.
4: You love basketball, don't you?
5: We do. We love we, we love all the sports. Uh, you know, of course, uh, we're neighbors to Coach Barry, and uh, I've been listening this morning and hearing the news about that, and uh, so we support all the sports. We, uh, you know, I tell people that. Uh, God, we hope. Hopefully, God's number one in our lives. Our, our family's number two, and, and we make the university third place in our lives on on trying to support and, and give back. And uh, so, I, I I was talking to you about this recently, Bob. I, I can't understand why somebody gets an undergraduate degree from our university and then goes and supports somebody else. So. We're we're yeah. all in, and uh, we
4: support all we can. Yeah, nothing nothing irritates me more than a Southern Miss graduate that's an Alabama fan. I just <laughs> right. I just not compute with me. And guys, let me say too that uh, James proudly wears Eagle Hour T-shirts to the baseball game, and I
5: sure do. I just,
4: love it. It has really increased your popularity enormously. Is that not <laughs> fair to say, James? <laughs> no doubt, no doubt about it. Luke, get in here with Doctor Hutto.
0: So what year? What year did the, the Duck Corner start?
5: Well, we were back during the, uh, the all the MK Turk era, you know, with the NIT championship, and of course back in that day, Luke, we've got great kids today too. But, but back in that day, we had Weatherspoon, we had uh, Randolph Keys, Derek Hamilton. You talking about some dunks? They were highlight dunks. In fact, Derek Hamilton, if I remember correctly, had an ESPN top ten dunk at one point. So we had lots of D's hanging back in that day, but it was I, um, here, all, all during the Turk era.
0: I remember. So I was, you know, I was like four when we won the NIT. So Weatherspoon, I remember Clarence in, in, in ninety. But the one that always, uh, when I was about ten or twelve, was was Glenn Wisby. He would get the, uh, you know, he would get the 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 fast court break and would do just tomahawk or, or uh, two handed and and uh, the greenhouse would. Would uh, would come alive. What what? How fun was it for you this past year watching uh, this turnaround under Coach Ladner?
5: Oh, just amazing! Just just one of the highlights of my time watching the USM. mean, you know, it's an amazing story. Just a story that turnaround is, is is quite amazing. Glenn Wisby was actually a student of mine at Brookhaven High School when I was principal wow. there, and my every every afternoon he would come to my house uh, after school, and my wife would work with him on his ACT. And back in that day, I think today they've kind of taken it off the table. But you had to have like an 18 on the ACT or whatever. And he made the score to get in and so forth. So we yeah. have a long, long history with Glenn. In fact, when he was inducted into the USM Hall of Fame, uh, he's passed away. I think y'all know that. But yeah. I, they asked me to come, and, uh, and John Cox interviewed me about, about Glenn.
1: I think one of the things that I appreciated about the M.K. Turk tenure most of all Dr. Hutto was that he as a coach understood that people paid money, not just to see their favorite college basketball team, but he understood that their money was being spent on entertainment. So it was one thing to win a game, but it was another thing to entertain people. So if he could draw up the gold 23 lob to Derek Hamilton, it was one thing to get a layup, but it was another thing to throw that lob up there and to slam it home. M.K. Turk understood that college basketball was to be entertainment, yes?
5: Yes, no doubt about it. And, you know, we've we've had coaches since then that will remain nameless there that had, had winning records, but it was boring. The game was boring. Yes. And they really struggled to get people to come to the game, so you're exactly right.
4: All right, uh, James, I want you to go back. I know you're a longtime uh, USM supporter like myself, and, I've had this discussion with you at baseball that I, I just felt privileged that I I was involved in the heyday. You know, Bobby Collins, Big Nasty, MK Turk. I, I'll always be grateful that I that I was there for that, and and you were too. But give us give us a your, a couple of your top Southern Miss athletic memories that you witnessed.
5: I, I, I sure will. I'll be honored to do that. You know, I, I the only. The, thing that I guess I missed of great importance was the 58 and the 62 national championships I don't remember much about that if anything at all I was fairly young then but uh you know I was that generation that, that I was the first one in my family to go to college and I chose Southern Miss really probably because of its proximity and the major my major was education but I became uh totally committed to that probably so to answer your question I was at the uh, 1981, I think it was, it may have been 82, football game at Tallahassee when Reggie Collier, we went in there, that was the first time I think that USM had been televised on national television on ABC's Game of the Week. And we went in there heavily, <clears throat> they were highly rated in the, in the nation, and we hung 58 on them. I, I think the final score was 58-14, to 14. and it was Reggie Collier, Ricky Floyd, that group so that would have been one of the highlights you know another one was two years ago i got to go we, my wife and i went to the old miss regional and the day we beat florida state and old miss mm-hmm. in the same day in baseball that was pretty good and that though. was a, another highlight one that i didn't go to but i listened to it on the radio was in 71 when ray guy was playing uh we were playing old miss at oxford and uh, the, the I was having to listen to it on the Ole Miss broadcast on why I was doing that. But the Ole Miss announcer, we had the ball on like the six-yard line, and they said, we'll see how good Mr. Collier is here. They stepped it to him in the end zone, 93 yards. It rolled into the other end zone. That same <laughs> year, I think it might have been 72, that same year he kicked a 61-yard field goal at – at Utah State. Now, it was an altitude. I think that record still may, may, may be in place. So, uh, you know, I, I wasn't at those games, but I remember those highlights.
4: Great stuff. Kelly, you were at those championship games back in the late 50s. How exciting oh, was that? And,
1: and to see Bubba <laughs> Bubber Phillips and some of those guys run the ball back then, yeah. yeah, you guys missed it. It was it was a great, great time.
4: Hey, Jay, just a few seconds left. Uh, your thoughts about the announcement today regarding Coach Barry
1: well uh, just the
5: love of the guy i mean his son uh, garen was on our two of our state championship teams here at paddle so i got to know the family through school and just a great guy he he's the guy that when people talk about him they don't go straight to his record although they could do that they go to straight to what kind of human being is he, he is and before i go i have one request sure. if we bring Will Hall's long lost brother Phil back? Is there any way that could
4: happen?
1: What do you think, Kelly? We'll have to tra- we'll have to track him down. Of course, you know he's going to be blessed and excited.
4: He'll be blessed <laughs> <Exactly>. and excited.
1: <laughs> yeah, Doctor know He's got a <laughs> Phil
4: Hall has this
0: handler, um, and the handler uh, is is pretty difficult to deal
4: with. <laughs> Um,
1: I think he's out shopping for new vests for the upcoming yeah, yeah. season. So. We, will,
4: we will bring it back on just for you in the next couple Look, of Look,
5: I'm a loyal listener, and I'll be honest with you, that's one of the best episodes I've ever heard. You all know, did it. And I
0: hey, it was, <laughs> the, the handler needs to get in line. Coach Hall loves it. Coach <laughs> yeah, Hall's requested yeah. it. Yeah.
4: Hey, James, thank you very much. We're looking forward to baseball and a lot of good food this weekend.
5: Yeah, that's correct. Thank right. you, guys.
4: Dr. James Hutto, big listener of the show, really great guy. really appreciate the, his support of the Eagles. Man, we're getting closer to football season. We'll have to see where time, Phil's at. It's time to find Phil. Can you not do something?
1: Kelly? Boy, that guy drinks a lot of caffeine, boy. I'm telling you. We'll be back. <laughs>
3: Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
0: Final segment today brought to you by DBAT and D1 in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bank studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, breaking news again today. Scott Barry announcing that he will retire at the end of the season. Uh, we'll comment on that in just a second. A couple news and notes so you know. Cameron Clark shot a 77 yesterday at the Auburn University Club, the NCAA Men's Golf Regional over in Auburn, Alabama. He is through uh, 13 holes today. He is uh, one or two over um, for, for the day. Uh, Christopher Blyer from Colorado State leads at 7 under par. Sunbelt Baseball tonight. Marshall hosts Moorhead State. Old Dominion hosts Virginia Commonwealth. James Madison hosts Virginia Tech. Georgia Southern hosts Jacksonville. Coastal Carolina hosting the Tar Heels of North Carolina. South Alabama on the road at Southeastern Louisiana, and Texas State in Fort Worth to take on TCU. Hey guys, uh, appreciate Stats McGee sending me this uh, during our commercial break. Nick Crass, out of Biloxi High School, who has spent uh, the last couple years at Oregon State basketball, has hit the transfer portal, and as of six minutes ago, he has committed to Southern Miss. Six foot four guard out of Biloxi, Mississippi, from Oregon State, coming home.
1: Great to hear another another guy with Mississippi in that uh, hometown. Uh, at the end of it, coming back home. Good. All right, let's go back to the subject of the day, Kelly.
4: You did. Uh, I took up most of the time. You did have a chance to give us your thoughts about Scott Berry, what he's done here, and you're a baseball guy, and I think your insight will be interesting.
1: Well, I think I, it didn't surprise me. You know, I, I just the last couple of years, just little bits and pieces, and and this is this is just purely. You know, I don't have any proof that this led up to it, but it was just number one. Scott has has told us on the air he's he's just really struggled with with the NIL, the whole idea of the NIL of amateur athletes being paid to play at the college level, uh, the transfer portal. I know a couple of years ago, um, when Will McGillis last year, yeah, yeah, last year when Will McGillis went to South Carolina, I know that there was a really tight. Bond between those two and I just I just sensed that coach Barry was was really hurt um, when McGillis particularly you know went to South Carolina and and the transfer portal has changed a lot of things and I think a lot of the guys who would term themselves old school um, that it's just that's not a favorable development you know in college sports so I think that's something that he won't miss uh, as far as that goes. Uh, he's got his years in the retirement system. You know, tomorrow's not promised. You never know what health might bring. And I think as long as, you know, uh, and I'm sure discussions with the wife and family and, hey, the things we want to do. So it doesn't surprise me at all that this has happened. Um,
4: I think what you say is very true. Here's, here's a statement he released a few minutes ago. To the Southern Miss faithful, I could coach baseball forever, however – Life continues to remind me that our time is precious. Luke,
0: yeah, I, I thought I thought it was really telling um, in that release as well. Uh, did you see what what his daughter asked him when he was a uh, when when she was a kid? He said that uh, in in the release, said that uh, his daughter asked him if the baseball field was his garden, and he he said yeah. And uh, how how blessed he has has been. I, I think there's something to be said for um, a man who has done it better than anybody else at the university and done it great, absolutely. In um, when compared to his peers around the country, when he's when he leaves on his own terms, and he has done he did something last year that's never been done before. We hosted the Super Regional, right. And he is able to leave the program not only better than he found it, but at the same time put the program uh, in the ability to take the next step. Uh, and, you know, the, the, we'll, we'll talk uh, more and more about that. But somebody said it earlier in the Maybe it was uh, – I can't remember who said it. Maybe it was Jeremy. I, I think there's something to be said for two. Nobody goes to 517 wins first. Nobody goes to the regionals. Nobody goes to being an assistant on the World Series team. Nobody goes to as good as he's done it. Nobody's d- done the, the hosting the regionals, the super regionals. Everybody just talks about Scott the dude first. Right. No and nobody nobody
4: thinks about all the other stuff no, first. No and, and
0: that is so very telling to the type of leader we've had the last 14 you know, years.
4: And I, and I can attest that year or so ago, my wife and I, kind of a trying situation for me and my family, and Scott Berry was – in touch with me virtually every day. And, uh, you know, you don't have to do that. Uh, most coaches don't
1: do that kind of thing. And I would suggest to you that as he now steps away after the season, that the after effects of what he's done, he will even enjoy more. And that's that he will really get to grasp and absorb how he has touched so many of his players' lives no question. who will that. become mm-hmm. – older men they will become fathers they will become coaches they will become leaders of their churches and they will tell scott berry how much he has meant to them personally and that will mean more to scott as he ages more than anything else i think that's well said kelly and i think that's exactly
4: right i think that's exactly right all right uh, tomorrow is what wednesday it is. is an odd week Thursday and Friday, we're on the road. Wednesday, we're back in the studio. Wherever
1: we're at, we hope you'll join us. And those stinking Cajuns come to town later this week. Yeah, stinking is a good word. <laughs> Southern myth <Miss. laughs> To the top. top. Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future.